If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, welcome to this completely unnecessary podcast for uh, Tuesday, April 14th, 2020, post-Easter edition, alongside Ian Ferguson. Hi, pain. howdy, so much pain. I am Pat Contry. Today on the show, we'll be talking about uh, Nintendo doing a Switch update, we're talking about a little bit about the Final Fantasy VII remake, Google Stadia now free, the ESRB or the SRUBS uh, having new label for loot boxes eBay shenanigans, a Patreon poll topic. Ian, you're in pain. Yes. I don't know what the fuck I did, but I, uh, I've been down this road before many times. I feel like this is the same injury I had like four years ago. Um, but yeah, like my shoulder, I pinched something and it's just constantly screaming at me and it has been for five days. Sleep has been very minimal. Uh, so you hurt the same shoulder five years ago? Yeah. This shoulder's been problematic Your left shoulder. uh yeah um i got a cortisone shot in there once really yeah okay yeah it's it's a bad it's a fucking bad shoulder old kumite injury yeah old kumite injury uh yep so it sucks uh it's like the only thing i can focus on but i am here and i am going to try to get through uh this podcast did uh, you did you have a nice easter uh sunday was bunny day uh in animal crossing Okay. It's also uh, Zombie Jesus Day, which uh, used to used to be a holiday uh, that Treg and I and all of our friends would celebrate. Okay. We'd get together. A little sacrilegious to, to the Christians, but okay. We'd get together and uh, make a big batch of zombies. Uh, zombies are uh, a drink that is all booze. Okay. It's all booze. And then we'd Jungle watch... Juice? And then we'd watch as... Uh, finer. A higher class than Jungle Juice. A higher class of Jungle Juice. Okay. Not, it's not jungle juice. I'm just saying it's all booze. Um, but with kids and stuff, it's been harder to do the past few years, and especially now with the virus. So Treg actually made a big batch of zombies and delivered them to our various houses. Okay. He went around and dropped them off at uh, the people's houses that used to all hang out with instructions on how to prep them. So that was cool. I had a very boozy drink for Easter, and... Uh, I crafted eggs into various items in Animal Crossing. Okay. To appease the rabbit. To appease the rabbit? Is to there, a, is there a giant rabbit that was stalking? Zipper. Zipper was going around stalking. Zipper you. is a very creepy rabbit, yeah. Okay. And then I played the Final Fantasy VII remake. How How is that, Ian? It's good. Honestly, it's it's fun so far. Um, the battle system... I didn't play the demo when it came out, but the battle system has been everything that I expected it was going to be, which is... Uh, you know, an action-based battle system that has some meters running in the background for menu commands. Um, I understand why a lot of people might not like the battle system. 
Uh, this goes back more to when the demo came out and there were people who were shocked by it. But I actually think it takes a turn-based battle system and adapts it into um, an action battle system pretty well. Um, you know, all of your attacks are basically just button mashing. Uh, I mean, in a normal RPG, a turn-based one, you're not putting a lot of thought into that anyways. But as you accrue attacks, your meter builds, and um, you know you can cash that in for larger actions like spells and stuff like that. And it, 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 it's nice. It, it, to me, it feels right. It feels like a natural evolution of that sort of thing. Evolution! Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool to go back. You know, there's been some moments that made me a little misty. Um, and yeah, it'll be fun to see where it goes. There's a darts minigame. Okay. We've been talking... We've mentioned darts minigames on... Uh, oh, we have. Uh, ...on the podcast before. We have, that's right, we have. Yeah. And how, and how axe throwing's terrible. Axe throwing's terrible. But yeah, it's fun. I thought of you when I got to the darts throwing minigame. I was like, oh, Patrick. Okay. I don't know if that was uh, was heartwarming or, or, or creepy. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I mean, I only played the game... I mean... I remember going over my my friend's uh, Chun's house. He had Final Fantasy VII. He was the PlayStation guy. That's where I first played Tekken Two on PlayStation. How awesome that was to play with! Like, oh, unlock the kangaroo or whatever, and it was fantastic. And um, I'd watch him play Final Fantasy VII more so than me play it because you can't like jump in with someone like you can't jump in and just start playing an RPG that's like you know whatever it is uh, fifty hours long what have you. Um, you, you just can't start doing that. No. And so, we grew up in a weird time mm-hmm. where, like, Final Fantasy VII came out and popularized RPGs in the West, so suddenly more people were playing them. And yeah. we were part of an interesting generation that I think had to deal with watching people play RPGs more than anyone else we were the did. ex That's what I learned. We were, like, in between X and Millennials. Anyone born between, like, 78 and 83 is, like, mm-hmm. this, like, hybrid generation, which makes sense. We're, like, the crossover generation, kind of, of technology. That, to me, just sounds like people wanting to be special. We're the end no. of millennials. I mean, the beginning of the millennials. The beginning of millennials, yeah. Well, in terms of how we think and how we grew up, we're definitely not Generation X. We're too, we're too uh, young for Generation X. Yes. We didn't grow up, like, watching the fucking Brady Bunch. That's Generation X. Um, we're not, to me, not millennials, because, like, I grew up without the internet, and I think millennials, most of them grew up with the internet. So, like, we're, like, again, I think we're the in-between. We are. We're, like, five, six years in-between. We were like the '80s, like Saturday morning cartoon generation. With the Lost Boys, the Lost Boys. Yes, never saw that movie. God, that movie is so fucking good. It used to be on. Man, I miss WPIX Shocktober because they would have all the horror ones every October, and they would even cut out the violence because the movies would come on at like eight o'clock at night, eight to ten. And I remember the Lost Boys being on. I remember like. I remember like the first 15 minutes was like that attack scene with, like, and you saw the blood when they like bit him and everything I was like oh they're showing this to me I'm, please I'm, write this wrong during this public health crisis this certain health crisis and watch The Lost Boys okay I'll watch it quicker than you watch Big Trouble Little China it's fine I watched like Big... four years to watch old news that's old news um so I, I found my picture of when I got, last got a haircut that's how I keep track of the dates I just look at this like glob of hair on the floor it was like january 31st so it's been 10 weeks since i got a haircut at this point we're gonna see how long packing last with it because right now if it stopped today we'd be fine i'd be ha- satisfied if my hair never changed how it is we'll see where we are in a month it it's might not be a fun stopping game. today it's not stopping today it doesn't stop it doesn't stop um we're not going to stop pushing a limited shirt at ultimate com, or of course you can get the not for resale documentary they're still going strong or the enamel pins. Pins. We are one third. One third. It was not half. We are one third through the supply of pins. Again. So we're here a little bit longer. We're going to have an announcement once we go through 300. 
Someone gets fired, we change the show, or we end it. One of those things is going to happen. So we go hit 300. So by those... We'll, figure out who, we'll finally figure out who the powers that be are. The powers that be. Like was that WCW? WCW? Yeah, it was, WCW, it was awful yeah, when yeah. Vince Russo got there in 99. It was awful. It is awful fucking Long Island oh, accent shit. behind the behind the uh, the desk, off screen there. Um, what was I gonna say? I, I might do a, a, a giveaway. I figured I have I have a bunch of uh, slightly damaged or, or or even not damaged returns laying around at Castle Country that I might do book giveaways during the pandemic. I might do something like once a week. Uh, do it like on Twitter. Uh, you know, if you respond to the thread, I'll give away and mail out one of them and sign them. So uh, follow me at Pat the NES Punk on Twitter. If you haven't have not, and I and I'll uh, I'll probably start doing that. Sort of give give you something to read. And also don't some, follow him. All he does is like porn. Don't that's not, no, that's not true. I like I like kitty cats and bodegas. That's true. Like, that's true. Uh, where's my where's my well, b- b- bodega cat shirt? I haven't worn that in a while either. I got to do that. Wow! Uh, Quick, go change. Yeah, I should. <laughs> it's not against YouTube terms of service. Against Twitch, showing nipple. Um. Anyway, so uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I'll start doing that. I think that that'll be cool to get get some copies out there, or you can just you know press out eggplant juice with the books, whatever you whatever. You I've prefer. done that. You've done that with the, with the book, with my book. Yeah, did I did I tell you that or you? you no, don't, I, I've literally done that. Yeah, I, okay, I, it's effective. It is. It's very effective. You know, you put the eggplant down and then the the sheet tray on top, and that's like that. And um, my complete X Men um, Age of Apocalypse. I like the two books that I use to press out uh, eggplant juice. Oh, okay. I also use them to press tofu. I, I, I figure you should have probably given me what some of that eggplant to try if you used the book to do that. But Ian doesn't love Pat. He doesn't bring him any food. But he thinks about me during darts. Anyway, I do. Uh, Ian, there was a, a, a lot of people that were talking about the reveal of the PS5 controller, the DualSense controller. Do you, you have any real thoughts on that, how it looks, how it compares versus the PS4? People are comparing it to the Xbox controller, the new Xbox, whether it's better or not. I think it's ugly. You don't like the color scheme. Or you don't like the layout. I just don't like the way it looks. But um, honestly, as long as it's comfortable to hold, that's my biggest I mean, concern. Is the layout that much different than the PS4 controller? No, it just looks... It, you don't it, like the white and black. It's, it's visually kind of just a striking look. It looks but, like a but, but, but the layout, it's not, it's not... The layout is not all that different, no. Uh, including leaving the touch screen on there. Um, Never done before the, on a controller. The touchpad, I mean... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't like the look. Um, it's adding adaptive triggers, haptic feedback. I thought it had adaptive triggers in the PS4. Xbox does. Oh, that's just pressure sensitive. It's like more yes, analog. Right, triggers. exactly. Okay. Um, mic create button, which is essentially the share button. Uh, yada, yada, yada. So it's going to be a fine controller. Um, I've always, Despite the fact that I, I, I tend to lean PlayStation when it comes to the two main brands, I've always really liked the Xbox controller, how it holds. I never like having the... The D-pad sucks, but... On, on the Xbox, it sucks. Yeah. They're not great either to me, but I, I always do not like having the two analogs on the same plane, uh, horizontal plane. I'd always screw me off. So I used to love that, and that's what I used to prefer, but yeah, as time has gone on, I definitely prefer the offset. Because that's only sticks. useful when you're using both at the same time, I think, for comf- for being comfortable. Most of the time, you're not using two analogs for most games, you're using one. Uh, I wouldn't say that. For most modern games, you're leaning on that second analog pretty pretty heavily. If it's Why not- are you using the first one? Huh? I'm talking, how many games are you using both at the same time? Any Anything modern that you're dealing with a camera. Really? Yeah. 
You're not using the digital to move in a first-person shooter instead, instead of that? No. Like a WASD? That's what I would use. No, he, it's more precise. It's two joysticks. Uh, that's tough enough. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fine. It's not the end of the world, but I don't think the controller is attractive. Um, well, here's the thing. They're going to put out different colors. Yeah, I'm sure they'll they're, put out different colors. Right. Uh, the, the, the white one, yes, you'll see everyone's finger cheese on it, like you did with the 360 yeah, that's, controller. That's like my big problem is but, cleaning. That's going to be a motherfucker. Oh, when they come in the trade ins, it's going to be all disgusting. that grime. Yeah. In the, are they indented in the little triangle? You have to like get a little Q-tip and edge out all the cheese from that. You no, because that's printed on. But, oh, it's printed on. But the one that does suck is uh, speaking of all white controllers, uh, Dreamcast controllers suck for cheese, and also the letters on a Dreamcast controller, the button. Those are actually those are pressed in there. So yes, yeah. I do have to like scrub, fucking like you know the black letter A until it's. Can you, are they still all again. all um they're they're not concave versus convex those buttons you can't tell them by touch what they are on the on the PS4 controller. No, you can't tell. What the, on can any we of do that? that? Can we do that? You can't tell on any modern. There's no con- the only system that ever did that was the Super, and what? frankly, I didn't like it. You didn't like that? No, it was great. Sometimes you don't know. Like it's oh. I know where I'm feeling. It's X and Y or versus A and B. When you talk about this, I feel like you're one of those people on like one of those commercials, you know, for like uh, the butter butler. It's like you have trouble spreading butter on toast, and you're making a mountain out of a molehill. No, I'm not. You are, especially when I always, and to this day, hate that I don't know where the square is versus the X on a on a PlayStation controller. It doesn't make any sense. There's like, at least with A, B, and X and Y, you know they're on different square? different planes. X. I mean, you just learn. No, you don't. You don't learn. Pat doesn't learn. You sound like Bonnie. It's, well, then it's a problem with both of us. It, it it doesn't make any sense. There's nothing. I guess the triangle points up. Now that I see it, I'd be able to remember that. I'm not gonna be able to remember the other ones. Um, so just give me a little a little feely. Give me a little little dot on one of them at least, so I know. Oh, this is the top, or this is the right, or this is the circle. All right. Give it a little circle. I so my thumbs on it. It feels like a, a circle. How about that? Okay. Help me out. This isn't Boomer Pad. I, this was like 20 years ago on a PlayStation 2 controller. I, I thought about that. I was like, I, I'm looking at it, trying to learn how to play SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, and I, I don't know, oh, square, then triangle. I got to look down to see it. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Preschool controller? I fucking figured it out pretty quick. No, actually. Put happy faces on them? There was a reasoning behind uh, the symbols. Oh, there was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Triangle, camera. Circle? It, because a, a triangle looks like a camera? A camera's a circle. Viewpoint. It's so, triangle going out. Yes, it's your view. Circle really is confirmed. It's not, this is a triangle. This is more like a trapezoid. Circle is confirmed. Uh, X is cancel, and square brings up a menu. That's fucking ridiculous. It makes That's, sense to me. The fact that you got to think it makes oh, it doesn't. Va- Vonnie agrees with me. Vonnie hanging out in the living just room. She agrees with me. Learn how to hold the controller. I, I learn. I know how to hold the controller. I just don't like the buttons. Uh, Anyway, sorry. What were we saying? So otherwise, it, it looks fine, right? Are they adding that much? Is there like, there's a no? Micro, is there a microphone on it? Yes, there was on the last one too. It's really the haptic and the feedback. On yeah, the it's, the, it's the haptics and the feedback. Is this the one that people are complaining? This one does this have the replaceable batteries, or the Xbox one doesn't? This has, this is Sony has notoriously not had replaceable batteries in their chargeable controllers. But um, it, I don't know if this one does or not. But they last pretty decent time. The, the no, they don't. The PlayStation Four controller is fucking miserable. It, <laughs> it has like a battery life of so like you gotta five like hours. Go online and see how to take out the battery and replace it. I, I, yeah, Sony's yeah, controller situation has always been shitty. Okay, 
I don't know what I'd prefer. I, I mean, think. it's not like it's a bad controller, but it's like there's well, always you, something wrong. You can always plug in, I guess, but that's annoying. That's what I do. It defeats, it defeats a purpose. More often than not, it's just plug can in. Can I make these batteries smart, not to like overcharge? I mean, that's it. I, I've been charging my PS3 controllers for like two months since I got it at the swap meet. Now I'm going to miss a swap meet with with the certain public health crisis going on. All right, uh, Ian, any thoughts on this Nintendo Switch pinball peripheral we saw? I don't really have any thoughts on it. No, it's neat. The reason I didn't really have any thoughts on it is because I saw something like it uh, a few months ago. This just happens to be the implementation of it that I think got popular. Um, and I'm, I, I don't know if it's the same guy who's now made one that's you know more ready for sale or what. But basically, there was just a you know uh, going around a cool peripheral. Basically, it holds the Nintendo Switch screen sideways. Uh, so you can look at it lengthwise like a pinball table. It's mm-hmm. got two buttons on the side. Um, it's got nudge sensors and, uh, you know... And two it, buttons on the front. Two buttons on the front. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a neat way to do it. The original one that I saw a few months ago actually has a plunger that you pull oh, and let go. Oh, is that available in the market? So uh, I think it was. I think you could buy, like, 3D printed versions of it. Okay. Um, but either way, it's it's neat to see people doing fun stuff with the Switch, and that's something that I always wanted to see with the Switch was you know, the weird controller peripherals and things that are coming out for it. There's a neat fishing controller that's coming out in Japan in August for some sort of, like, deep-sea fishing game. I will probably be getting that, yeah. You can use it for the, the You Switch put the game. Joy-Cons in there, yeah. <laughs> you, can use, so. you can use it for the 51 games uh, worldwide. What the hell is that called that we covered? Clubhouse games. Clubhouse games, 51 games. And then I'm not sure we're going to get a full topic out of this, but... There's Hallmark Nintendo Christmas ornaments announced uh, for 2020, and I don't know how many of these came out before or not. I don't. I don't track the Hallmark paper store goods uh, news. I mean, they do, but I think these are all hot and fresh. These are all new drops for this 2020 new season. Uh, we got a Nintendo uh, Entertainment System that turns on. Uh, the power light actually turns on. What? Yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, and, I'm and getting that. Makes, and it makes sounds too. Uh, however, they yeah. screwed up the Super Mario Brothers cart. Because they use white on the top, and whites for Super Mario uh, slash Duck Hunt on the top, it should be that weird orange-red yeah. color. So that's not good. It also, it's funny, because it looks like an, almost like a... Well, it's just, it's, it is a mini. NES, NES mini. There's so, a Minecraft ornament. Uh, there's a Pokeball ornament. I want me that Pokeball ornament. I like that there's a Yoshi. Yoshi! Mario Kart 1. Um, there's, there's a Fortnite school bus-looking one. There's a Pokeball. There's good old Luigi. Good old Mario. And then there's a, a Joust ornament with light and sound. That's interesting. I, I never so, associate that to being the big uh, arcade one to put out of all. I arcade. think there's just been previous ones. I know that there's been other like arcade cabinet ornaments. I think there was even the Donkey Kong one at one point. Okay. There's a Legend of Zelda cart. Metal. It says it's metal. Yeah, the Pokeball's metal too, apparently. The Donkey Kong one is is adorable. It's a pixelated Donkey Kong from the arcade. Um, you got Pikachu looking angry, jumping at you like a football tackle, and and then of course the uh, the NES one with sound and light, sound and light. So I will be picking up a couple of these. They're keepsakes, Ian. Which just means you throw them in a box, put them in the attic until next Christmas. That's a keepsake. They're collectibles. Who the hell puts puts these uh, ornaments on the shelf? I mean, some of them are very nice. Collectible I, keepsakes. I have I have the uh, Spider-Man one. He's like swinging in front of a building. It's like 3D-ish. And I'm like, yeah, it says a keepsake. It's in a nice box. And I'm like, this isn't going out anywhere. I mean, are people lining these up? My, my parents had all the, the Christmas story ones that came out like uh, 15, 20 years ago. There was like a few of them. 
They have like the leg. They have uh, Ralphie in, in the pink bunny suit. Oh, nice. And there's a third one, I believe. There's at least two. You got to do the leg lamp. Um, and they have them. So when I went back for Christmas, I saw them on, on the tree there. So that was interesting. Um, recall hours spent sitting in your beanbag chair parked in front of your television. Video game controller in hand. Nothing mattered except defeating Bowser and ultimately completing the entire Super Mario Brothers game. Relive the carefree fun when you display this classic Nintendo Entertainment System console Christmas tree ornament that lights up and plays the familiar music and sounds of the at- iconic video game. Battery operated in parentheses. I love I love copy. I consider myself a pretty good copywriter uh, for, for ad copy there. That's a damn good copy right there, Hallmark. And we are at the point now, Ian. Like we said, I think it was five years ago when I started seeing commercials of retro games, you know, for Fruit Loops and on TV. Now we're officially at the age where we're showing our kids, hey, this is what what I used to play when I was a kid on the Christmas tree. And, you're, and your kids like, what? I don't care. I just want to play Fortnite. I don't care. Right. We're at that point, Ian. We are with, with our little little ones. If you had a kid right now, what what name? What would you name your kid if you had a kid right now? Eustace. What? Excuse me. Eustace. Is that a boy or girl? I don't know. You, Okay. You know what part we are at, though? What are we at, Ian? We're at the part where we segue from the intro into the main meat and taters of the podcast. Well, Ian, you know, with a certain public health crisis, a lot of people, more than ever, are at home playing video games. Yes. If only there was a service online that you could have where you don't need a console to play modern video games. Oh, wait, there is one. If only Stadia existed. Google Stadia. It does exist. Um, and it's free now. Google Stadia was, uh, so Google Stadia is Google's, um, streaming video games platform. Uh, it's a console without one. Uh, we've talked about it many times before. Uh, it's not doing so well. It's not doing hot. Didn't get the best reviews when it came out. Um, there was features implemented like the family sharing, um, there was really bad testing in terms of the, the lag to play certain game types. Even if you had like a wired connection, it was still lagging for, for people. This was tested in newsrooms and things with like T1 lines and yeah, still wasn't doing it. Fiber. Um, fiber. It hasn't been doing so great. People have been wondering where the support is, where's the beef. Uh, but now it's free so it was always supposed to have a free tier this is something that i i feel like as much fun as i have jumping on board something like this that's a bad idea and we all knew it was a bad idea and now we're all watching it go down in flames like haha see we told you this is a a bad idea um i i i i do want to point out that this there was always supposed to be a free tier people were really jumping on that the other day like it's the end of stadia like everything else isn't the end of stadia no there was always supposed to be a free tier they mentioned that there's now a pro- they're offering a free tier yeah there's a pro one. tier and then there's a free tier and they're offering that free tier um it's available now uh stadia pro is also free though for two months if you decide you want to sign up for the pro uh service um, it'll be interesting to see if this gets more people to try it. And Pro is ten bucks a month. It's ten bucks a month, right? Ten bucks a month. But like you I said, you get higher streaming rates, access to a library of free games over time, and get discounts. So basically, for the ten bucks a month, you get a better look. The games look better, and you get free a free game library. And the free is just free. You can still buy games. Yeah, ideally they look better. Um, 
the free games right now are Destiny 2, Grid, Guilt, SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld Quest, Serious Sam Collection, Spitlings, Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Serious Sam Collection. And uh, Thumper. Um, some good games in there, but not stuff, and nothing that, I, as far as I can tell, is particularly brand new. Maybe that's Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Uh so, yeah, I mean, this is probably, I will actually probably try this just for the hell of it. I don't know. I'll, I'll pick something like Serious Sam Collection and see you yeah, know, you how want, it is. So at least I can, you know, finally say I tried it. You want to try it now while they're, th- they're, they're throttling internet for everyone since everyone's home? Yeah, why not? Allegedly, and, and I think it is happening. Really? Yeah. This is probably the worst time to actually use this during this. But, hey, it's free. Try it for two months and get the free games and, you know. So, um, unlike a large chunk of the internet, I don't think that this is indicative of anything happening with uh, Stadia like right now. Like I said, there was always supposed to be a free tier, um, but I don't think it's going to help it. It is nice that it's you know they're offering the um, the two free months of Stadia Pro right now. Everyone can use something to do. Sure, they could see how it doesn't work for them. Right, and then get this real is, angry. I was going to say this is. This is going to hasten potentially yeah, this, the demise. It's just going to be worse. I mean, but yeah, they, I just. Because if you couldn't if you couldn't do a 1080 stream on this before, you definitely won't now if they're allegedly throttling internet, uh, you know, with everyone at home. So, my I favorite th- SteamWorld game isn't on here either. I thought SteamWorld Heist was one of the free games, but it's not, so they lose. So this is, um, let's see. Out of all, the, I'm surprised there is a Serious Sam collection. All of that, I'm surprised there's that many fans of Serious Sam to garner a re-release collection. Oh my god, I just realized Thumper is one of the games. That's not a game that you want. What is Thumper? I love Thumper. Thumper is a like Bunny a, Rabbit, a, a weird rhythm horror game. Okay, it's like just like a very intense like rhythm game. It has to be very precise. Very precise. Like even in the first oh. level, that game gets like tricky with the pre- precision moves rhythm. you've got to do. Thumper is rhythm violence, classic rhythm action, blistering speed, and brutal physicality. You are a space beetle. Brave the hellish void and confront a maniacal giant head from the future. Okay. Thumper was the first game I ever played in VR, and I was shaking after the first level. Is it one of the ones where like, you go along the path and you hit a button as you go through a course? Kind of, yes. I've seen a, I saw a beautiful one at PAX East where it was like it was like an 80s Miami sound look and feel to it, oh. going through the soundtrack, and it was like a very... like. A synth bed sort of feels like, oh, this is nice. Like you would hit like the overpass and hit the button, or the star would come, you'd hit it, and it was like, so, so it was one of those sort of games. I'm mean, easy. I like those sorts of games. They're relaxing. And the music was, was Thumper's not relaxing. Oh, this one is just, no. Well, you're, you're, it's a hellish void. Yeah. yeah. So the point is this is that this would be tough to pull off any streaming cloud gaming at all. Yeah. If it was perfect, like it'd have to be perfect to do yeah. this. Sure. So. Well, it, well, try. I guess you, I would. I would try it out and see if it would eat through my bandwidth that I have because because now I have YouTube TV. I got I cut the cord officially, and so I know that uses bandwidth, obviously. And I, my amount that I have is a decent amount, but you know when you're streaming a game, that's a lot more than watching anything. So I don't know. I, I guess we're gonna have to see how this happens. So what was your prediction again? You said this would be gone by June, and I said like September. I think I said June, yeah. And I said about September. Yeah, it was pretty fast. It was supposed to be six months after it launched in November, and six months would actually be uh, May, I believe. My pat math was wrong. So you said six months. Yeah. So we'll, we'll say June and September still. This is going to be probably not supported anymore, or or at least not worked on. Yeah, we'll let you keep your library of games that we that you paid that will be gone once we unplug this. Right. You know, and do that. So, all right. Um, 
Let's see. Google is also making a change to Stadia Pro's default streaming resolution in an effort to manage bandwidth, mm. similar to efforts from Netflix, Disney, and Sony Interactive Entertainment, according to Stadia Vice President and General Manager Phil Harrison. That sounds like a general ma- manager name. Yeah, it does. Phil Harrison, very official, has, a, has one of those like red ties on. Uh, with increased demand due to more people at home during this time, we're taking a responsible approach to internet traffic. For Stadia, he told the Stadia blog, for Stadia, we've always adjusted bandwidth use based on a variety of in-home and local internet factors. To reduce load on the internet further, we're working toward a temporary feature that changes the default screen resolution from 4K to 1080p. They're working toward it. Does that mean that you would have to boot up and change the default without that, do it without telling you? Uh, the vast majority of people on a desktop or laptop won't notice a drop in gameplay quality, but you can choose your data uses, usage options in the Stadia app. Who the hell, I'm just trying to think, who would get this service for a computer when you can get the same games on, on Steam or, like, that doesn't make any sense. Right, that's, that's what doesn't make any so sense So this is to only me. for, to replace a console, in my estimation. Only to put it on a TV. Right. So you're not helping me out. You gotta, if you've got a huge TV, you're going to want to play in 4K versus 1080p. And, I mean, my other thing is, like, they're, they're, Stadia should be... If it worked perfectly, Stadia's popularity would lie in these big, beefy AAA games that, you know, really suck up resources. Sure. Um, as much as I like games like, you know, the SteamWorld games, those are not resource-intensive games. Those are those are indie games, you know, and that's the thing. I'm seeing a lot of indie stuff coming out on Stadia that's not... That doesn't make sense to me. Stadia... My, my, my feeling is that Stadia would be best used you know, to make these, well, more difficult-to-play games playable. Well, right now, there's only 38 games available to purchase. And this is after, this has been out for uh, six months now. Google said it is tracking, what did you hit? Google said it is tracking more than 120 games coming in 2020, with 10 of those being exclusive to Stadia. All right, now, what's going to be the killer app of the, of the 10 times exclusive games this year? Doesn't name the games. We'll learn more in February. Did we ever learn what those were? I guess not. No. <laughs> okay, then. All right, they're timed exclusives too. So my buddy's got a game coming to to Stadia that's a timed exclusive, but timed exclusive is can't the, say what it is. No, we can't drop it. The knowledge. Uh, actually, no, we can. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Gunsport. It's really, really fucking good. I got to play test it a couple of years ago, um, but it's a you know it's a it's a two D game. It's a, it's a shooter. Uh, think Windjammers. Okay. It's really, really... Necrosoft games? Yeah, it's a fucking fantastic game. Um, the art is great. It looks a lot like... Um, it's like a shooting volleyball sort yeah, of game? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. Let me see the trailer here. It's fun as hell. So that's going to be a timed exclusive. So I'm actually, yeah, like, despite all my the, the shit I talk about Stadia, I'm actually really happy because because of Stadia, this game is finally getting out. So you shoot an orb over, like, a net in the middle. It looks like Super Volleyball. Uh, on TurboGrafx where it's literally 2D mm-hmm. and there's a, like a slim net in the middle. And you've got a, basically an attacker and like an anchor um, and there's like specials and stuff like that and it's, yeah, it's just, it's fun, it's fast, it sounds great. Well, Super Spike V-Ball was a 2D one, right? Super Spike, uh, Super Spike V-Ball was the Nintendo one. Okay. Yeah, it was. There was one, But it's yeah. not a strictly 2D plane. Yeah. I don't know which one that would be. Yeah, that was that was the one they used to always advertise TurboGrafx. So it looks like that, except you're shooting it. It's two on two. Yep. You have weapons to shoot this orb, which can blow up, and you have different characters. All right, Alex, it's, it's it's unique. It's fun as hell. Okay, well, well, if you have Google 
to check that out, Google Stadia. If not, we'll just wait for it to come out everywhere else and uh, purchase it there. All right. Okay. Well, so Ian's still sticking to June. This is gone. I'm saying September. Um, of course, everything changes with the public uh, health crisis going on. You know, so we'll, we'll come back in a couple months see where we're at. All right. Ian, Patrick. We have loot box news. Yeah, we that do. That was pain and lust in Ian's voice. <laughs> pain. Patrick. ESRB. This is from gamesindustry.biz. They break all the news in the biz. Hot. They got their hot news. game journalist hats on. Like <sighs> Herm Burford. Hot news. ESRB intros new Press. label for loot boxes. In-game purchases includes random items. Designation created in response to concern of players, not parents. The ESRB today introduced a new ratings designation to indicate when a game has randomized elements among its in-game purchases. The new designation, or interactive element, as the rating board calls it, will be assigned to any tile with an in-game offer to spend real money Surprise on mechanics. something when players don't won't know exactly what they'll receive for their money. So this is funny because this is like the the fox running the hen house. That, right. That old, old-time expression. It's like... The ESRB is is you know in league with the developers, so they have to make this seem like this is an interactive element. When anything in a video game is an interactive element, yeah, so that doesn't make any sense. This is a gambling element. Gambling element. It's a. But they can't say that because then they open themselves up to more regulation. Admit, yep. They admit that this is bullshit. The surprise mechanics the surprise was from mechanics. EA was so ballsy, but interactive element. Is even more when you can't even think of a word to describe it differently differently than what the, the dictionary uh, definition is. You're screwed. Yes, you can't. Exactly. You can't think of another word for gambling. That's interactive element. Okay, I find this on the web for definition is you're screwed. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. You're gonna look up definition is screwed. Um, so that's what's so so weird about this. The phrasing is intended to cover card packs, prize wheels, and other such mechanics. Uh, this is the ASRB's second time adapting its systems due to criticism of loot boxes and other randomized monetization. The group's first attempt to address concerns came a little over two years ago when it when it introduced a designation that a game features in-game purchases. Again, there's a difference between in-game purchases and gambling. Yes. That, that's a, a, a huge difference here. Um, the ASRB said in its announcement that this second move has been made primarily in response to feedback from players, not from parents. According to research, parents are far more concerned about their child's ability to spend real money in games than the fact that those in-game purchases may be randomized, the group said. Uh, okay. This data helped to inform the introduction of the in-game purchases interactive element. Interactive element. element capitalized. That being said, since adding the in-game purchase is noticed to ratings assigned to physical games, may m- many... Many game consumers and enthusiasts have reached out to us asking the ESRB to include additional information to identify games that include randomized purchases. Who knows if that's true or not, according to their research, uh, probably. there. All right, either way, it, I mean, it's a positive step in the direction, but the fact that if I'm looking at a, a box, if I'm trying to buy something for my kid and it says interactive element, that means absolutely nothing to me. Sure. Unless it's like a symbol of like uh, a slot machine with like a gold bar with like a dollar sign through it. Then I'd be, oh, that might have something to do with money and gambling then. To say it's an interactive element is bullshit. I want to see what this looks like. It says, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw uh, one of the articles. It actually says in-game purchases includes random items on it. That's the actual listing. Okay. I got to see a picture of what this looks like. 
I mean, I mean, I mean in the box. Like yeah. what it actually say. Mm-hmm. It, okay. it says in-game purchases includes random items. So that'll be like under, like, it'll say violence or yes. sexual themes, mm-hmm. comma, in-game purchases with randomized elements. Yes. It'll just lay it out there. All yeah. right. I, I, I still think it has to be more specific than that. They got to do, like, the symbol. You know, like the violence symbol, sexuality symbol. They need a symbol for, like, gambling on it. Well, there's no symbol for violence or sexuality. They didn't even have those symbols back in the 90s? In the 90s, yes. They got rid of 90s. Them? Yeah, they haven't done that in ages. ESRB symbols. I'm going to look this up now. They're not on now, now it's just letters. Okay. Yeah. Now it's just mature, teen, content rated. Well, they have room for everything. Okay, there it is. In-game yeah. purchases. I saw... Here's one that says, E for everyone. Comic mischief, mild lyrics, in-game purchases. It's just in the box below. There it is. Yeah. Okay. I, I, guess, I guess it's better than nothing. I want, I want the old school symbols back. I want the symbols. It's forward momentum. It's forward momentum? Jomentum? It's a football. It's a football motion. Oh, it's, it's, it's not a fumble if it's going forward? No. no. The, the Brady, the tuck rule? The tuck rule. <laughs> Damn you, Brady. Another Super Bowl that you shouldn't have won. Man, the, okay. So any thoughts to add, Ian? No. To this? No. No. No, it's a start. It's a start. It's a start. You think it's, it's, a, you think it's enough? No. I think, I, it's, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's definitely requ- necessary to know. So... I don't think this is enough to keep re- uh, regulators off their asses. Let me see your gun. I don't think that's right. enough. Now no, I have to... All right, now i got to antibacterialize that. All right, that was fun. Anyways. Okay. One whole dollar? Dollar. It's the last one at the dollar store. Man. Picked it up. Aren't you jealous now? Yeah. Okay, all right, moving on, I guess. Ian, have you looked at your wireless phone bill lately? No. Ha- why Why not? Why not? You probably, probably should. You're probably paying too much. It's 2020. Network coverage is better than ever, no matter your wireless provider. So why pay more for the same service? That's where Mint Mobile comes in. They can cut your bill to $15 a month for the same premium coverage. Wowie zowie. You're probably thinking, Ian, maybe it's too good to be true. But these guys know what they're doing. I've used uh, Mint Mobile, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, Nationwide, it's a damn fine service. Reputable service. They use the T-Mobile infrastructure. It's for real. Your old wireless bill pays for expensive retail stores and overhead. That's why Mint Mobile reimagined how you buy wireless and made it all online, passing the savings directly on to you. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text, plus crazy fast 4G LTE. You use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan as long as you own it, and you keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. You can go to the website. You can, you know, type in your phone number. You can even, you know, it says, hey, you can use your phone or not. It's, it's pretty handy. If you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. All right. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Hit me. And it's shipped to your door with the SIM card and everything. Go to mintmobile.com slash podcast. That's mintmobile.com slash CU podcast. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash CU podcast. All right, Ian. Mm-hmm. This was a Twitter um, Twitter topic that was tweeted. Mm-hmm. Twitter tweet Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, this is um, this was from at the breaks at watch the breaks. It wasn't at us. Someone uh, filled me in on this. Um, very dangerous practice uh, by eBay to stop showing best offer accepted on their sold listing search. Could massively throw off comps and inflate markets. So this user, Watch the Breaks, was looking at a good old Jimmy Garoppolo 2014 Topps Chrome Rookie RC Refractor Auto. Who wasn't looking at that? So the listing, when you're watching an eBay sold, 
when it's green, it means it's sold for the, yeah. for the value. Mm-hmm. The value. So this said three twenty five or best offer, and then three twenty five. So you would assume that looking at it, it sold for three twenty five. That's not what this means. Um, so here's an example from my my search uh, results versus Terra Peak of the same card. I guess that means like what's the the value going? On? What the fuck does Terra Peak mean? I don't even know that Terra Peak. Uh, Terra Peak is an exclusive eBay's insight tool, an effective way to research what your competitors are doing. Oh, okay, I didn't know about that. Terra Peak tool. So okay. it's showing what it actually. So Terra Peak is showing so, what it actually sold for. So the Terra Peak price was two hundred and five dollars that this card sold for, but if you're looking just eyeballing it, it would say three twenty five. Right. By Patmint, that's over. A, that's a that's a thirty five percent reduction of sold versus what it was being sold for. Something like that. That is not cool at all. No. Especially it's not cool if this is how things are being priced by competitive uh, competitive people up listing them. And for those that think their value or people that even are bidding, like, well, this sold for 325, then I'm going to put a best offer in it and maybe a 280 on the next one because that's going to be a deal. It's not a deal. It's not a deal. If it sold for really 205. This is very dangerous. This is something that I've seen before video game stuff and they started I don't know when they started doing the changeover officially from from listing the actual sole price versus um, what it was originally listed at or best offer but this is happening for a while I think yeah I was going to say I, I've um, it's an interesting topic to bring up just to so people know but yeah I, I've noticed I would say almost at least a year I've seen some sales a while. where best of yes uh, best offer is not what it actually sold for. I thought it used to be like in parentheses. Yes, it did. It used to be yeah. like the, the sold. Yep. So you would know, oh, they, they offer for 350 It but used to be, that 300. information used to be available on there and it's not anymore. So they here's the thing. It, they make it look like it's just that price. I, I am making a big assumption that big asses that sites like price charting are going off to the actual sold price. If not, game prices are totally fucking skewed then. We have no idea what anything is worth. Right. If they're not going off of this therapy. I would assume that they're capturing the actual sold because if the therapy That data is available, I'm assuming that's the data they're getting. If not, this is a gigantic scandal, not just for video game prices, but for anything Uh, anything. that uses tracks these prices. Because then you can have prices on some of this stuff off by 50% or more. Like, we have no idea then. Um, But what what was worse about this was eBay actually responded to this... uh, Really? At Watch the Breaks, yes. With with one of the most insane responses I've ever heard. This is from uh, Ask at Ask eBay. They're verified. Hi. So they basically the person asks what's going on at eBay to st- uh, why did you stop showing the best offer accepted? eBay said hi. We don't show those prices because each seller has different limits on what they're willing to accept. Those offers wouldn't reflect the average across all similar products. We don't want to skew market value based on seller's acceptance of lower costs. Laura. Laura Laura probably has a book of responses she's, you know, responding from. This makes absolutely no, no sense, sense whatsoever. when it comes to capitalism and the free market and what the cost of goods are. Yeah. You are actually skewing the the potential uh cost of these items by putting out fake numbers based upon what something is being offered for versus what's actually being sold for. That is skewing the market price. I don't understand why you would think... Like, this is totally trying to protect eBay and their bottom line. 
and they right. don't want prices to be offered for lower from the start because then they would come down more. Because now this, if I'm watching this card, I say, like, oh, it went for three twenty-five. I'm going to list mine at three twenty-five. I'm not going to. If I saw it go for two hundred five, and and, and and the buyers and sellers know, I might list it for two thirty. And eBay gets it, gets it, gets. They make their money off of what the final sold price is. They get a percentage. They're, they're the online pimps when it comes to this. So I don't understand how th- they would think this is an acceptable answer. This is insane. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, we kind of realize that. You know the fact that eBay doesn't really care about allegedly like counterfeit games and other counterfeit items that they let it go. You know, repro manuals. They don't care that that they would turn a blind eye. But this is this is market manipulation in and of itself by not having it easily digestible. Yes, if they had a Terra Peak sort of buyers app, but most people aren't going to be using that. They're just going to list. If I'm at the swap meet or if I'm selling something at the, say the flea market and I have this card. I'm just going to look and say, oh, 325, then I'll put it for 325 with the swap meet. That's totally false based upon what it's going for. Yeah. It's gross. Gross. It's fucked up. I mean, uh, it's going to affect, uh, you know, certain video game shops if you're trying to price things as well. You don't, you have no idea. Yeah, you, I, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this not having accurate data helps us keep things most accurate response. Oh, they got killed. They got ratioed on that response. I feel bad for Laura, but she, you know she moves on to her next question. I guess. Yeah, she'll be fine. Uh, he said, uh, the, the "Watch the break." Said, "Hi, Laura. Hi- wow, that is a horrible answer. That horrible answer that literally flies in the face of how capitalism markets are designed to work, and hints at collusion by eBay to keep prices high. Doesn't hint. If that's what, that's is, what they decided that, I mean, to do. Yeah, that's. I mean, basically what she just said. We're trying to keep the lower sold amounts out of people's heads. That's what they're doing." I think it's been probably a couple of years they've been doing this at least. I'm trying to remember the last time I remember seeing a video game that actually had the parentheses. Maybe yeah. someone in the comments can let us know when they actually you know, carried over from this. Because now if you don't know this, this is happening, like, yeah, if you're trying to sell something, or if you're a buyer that doesn't know any better, you're going to get taken for a ride as well. This affects everything. Yeah, that, I mean, that's where it's, you know, it's, really, it's definitely going to impact the buyers when they look at something and they go, oh, I could have had that for so much cheaper. The Valley of Cars Collectibles, I'm sure they're they're not biased in this. They they uh, weighed in uh, in the conversation. Said, I'm with eBay on this. Accepted offers shouldn't count towards sold prices. But you're selling it though. Yes, you are. It's 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 a they sold aren't price. apples to apples. If Ivan goes broke and sells his trout update for two hundred dollars to pay the light bill, that shouldn't affect the price of every trout in circulation. By the same t- token, though, the reverse. If I'm desperate to get a trout card for my kid's birthday party tomorrow, I'm going to pay a premium to make sure I get it. Then that shouldn't be counted. Then right. You don't put in these like caveats of extreme examples when these things are sold. Yeah, everything's supposed to balance out, right? That's insane. A very unbiased Valley of Cards collectibles account. Yeah, that's uh... a card seller on eBay. You you want uh, people not to know the actual accepted price? Uh, Valley of Cards collectibles. That's an awful response. And I've seen shit like that uh, try to be argued for video games before about well, they don't know. You know, it's desperation. Well, what about what about extreme examples of of, of hoarders then? We shouldn't count those since they're manipulating the market directly. Right. If you're saying that we can't accept... You can't you can't pick and choose what sale price you want to include in your average. That's insane. Yeah. That's nuts. Eat me. 
Valley of Cards collectibles. That's an awful Especially answer. because a lot of best offers aren't even those sorts of desperate situations. No. They're simply, this is what I would like to get for it, and you're going to yes. offer me what the market bears. And a lot of, not all, but a lot of these best offers start at a, a very high amount just yes, to see what can right. come in. Exactly. So you're already uh, basing it higher up. So this 325 or best offer, I have no idea what the average of that card is in general, this Garoppolo. But it might only go for 250 Or 270 or what have you. Yeah. So that they want to raise the price to get an offer that might be higher than what it would sell for, you know, for regular buy it now. So there's so much going on here that's wrong, and uh, and of course, uh, someone who who would base their making more money off of eBay, uh, manipulate uh, manipulating the prices but not showing the sold prices, they would agree with eBay. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And that was the only I think one of the only responses I saw that was on eBay's side because it's insane to think that. Uh, if I put on Ian, if I put up my Steam events for uh, the cart for seventy five thousand or best offer, and I got a best offer of like eight thousand, we'll just say. Now people might say, "Oh, that wow, that that, that Steam is worth more than what we thought it was. It could be worth twenty five or fifty thousand, maybe. It, maybe it was a desperate person, but that's what's so dangerous about this. Yeah, you got to show the best offer. You gotta. And plus, because we don't know other also what other manipulation is going on, we have no idea. We have no idea if there's a best offer that happened on, say, like a sealed graded WADA game and it's inflated and maybe uh, it, it was accepted for lower or maybe their friend accepted it for a lot lower. We have no idea now what's going on with this. It's market manipulation. That's all. That's really all I have to say. I'm just going to pound that home. This is disgusting. This is the, this is the shady side of capitalism, Ian. It's capitalism. All fucking shady. No, it's not all shady, Ian. It's all shady. It's not all shady. It's all, it's all shady. All right. Don't go leftist on me. <laughs> What's next? Go leftist on you. Nintendo lets Japan gamers... So Nintendo's... Jesus. Fucking stuck in my shoulder. Let's restart that since this is a sponsored segment. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. <sighs> Nintendo's got some stuff going on with the Switch. Uh, we've got a update to firmware 10.0. Update. Update. It's a big one. The big 10.0. Uh, and also in Japan, uh, you can now build your own Joy-Con color schemes. And this is... This is interesting. This is interesting. I'm jealous. Um, so in Japan, you can now basically build your own um, Switch uh, bundle, uh, Joy-Con bundles. And you can pick the color of the actual Joy-Con itself the base and then you can pick the color of the um little slide on strappy do the slide on strappy do yeah the slide on strappy do uh and you can get some really really nice color combinations that's interesting because usually when you buy it it's both the same color right when you buy the strap and the, and the new uh, i don't know i mean it is for the um for the red and blue and for the gray ones yeah it's sure. it's, it's 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 just one They're, piece they match. it's gray no it, it's 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 just I think it's just gray for the red and blue, but I could be wrong. I gotta check mine. Yeah, I could be wrong. I have a gray one, so okay. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's awesome. I wish that we would get that over here. Um, I'm trying to find the pictures of all the different color combinations, though, because there was a ton of them. It's on the first link there. Oh, here we go. The nine to five toys link. Yeah, the, you. Um, let's see. You can do gray. You do the red. You do the blue. You do that. That lime light Splatoon green was that was that the Splatoon one that light one the dark green, the the pink 
or the looks like the the hot hot red the darker red hot red i think the darker red is like the mario uh the mario odyssey red there's also the blue purple or that nice tangerine color that's like my favorite one neon orange so okay so you have one two three four five six seven uh, you have 10 different colors to choose from for your Joy-Con, for your left and the right, which are the same, obviously. And then the straps, uh, you don't have all those same colors. It looks like you have only one, two, three, You have seven four, different five, colors six, for the straps. Seven. It's a lot of combinations. It is. I got, I got to run the, the Pat Math. Not to have any, that's, a, that's a complicated well, Pat let's Math. Not, let's not do that. <laughs> it's going to be complicated. Don't need to pull anything else. <laughs> um, I, I believe it would be, uh, it would be seven, seven times... Let's see. It'll be seven times. So there's 49 combinations. Is it 49 com- combinations? 49. I think it's. It, it's a, I think it's just the number of of uh, one color multiplied by the number of the other color. Okay. So it'd be one, two, three. Yeah. So it would be uh, 13 times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 13 times seven times times. 13. Right? I don't know. I guess so. I'm going to do that right now. Fucking so so yeah, what, what, what combinations look good to you here? Uh, I definitely like those blues. Those, those the, the light blues are really nice. And uh, I would probably do like a um, light blue with the yellow straps. I think I would do. I think that would look really, really smart. Oh, there's 91. 91. Combinations. I was thinking of randomization versus I was calculating it wrong. So there's 91 combinations. That's just for one side, though, not for the second side. Now we're gonna. Now I can't do the math. That was just how many combos of one side could you do? So if I did a left Joy-Con, there's there's 91 combinations of a left Joy-Con. That means there'd be 91 different combinations of the right as well. Right. Not putting them together. Now we're fucked. Now it gets too complicated. It it could be ninety one times ninety or ninety one. That would be eight thousand two hundred eighty one combinations. That's probably what it actually is. Something like that, I believe. See, I I would have to. I think it's that. I think it's that. I think you multiply them both together. That's how many combinations. Over eight thousand combinations. Yeah, you know, mathematicians, some... let us know in the comments. But I think I'm correct on that. You know, some people are going to get totally wild and just pick four different colors for everything, and it's just going to look crazy. It's going to look totally mismatched. Well, it's either do you have OCD and you pick two of the same colors, or do you like? I would try to do what what actually meshes together. Like, would the purple go with that that deeper red color there? Ooh, ooh. Or no? Or does the purple just go with the blue mm-hmm. next to it? That, that 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 darker blue. I like the I like the neon orange. I like all the neons. I like the hot pink. Here, would you match up the? Would you go different uh, strap versus Joy-Con? Yeah, like you I would? said, yeah, I would go blue Joy-Con and yellow strap. I think is what I would go for. Do you have the straps on yours always in or no? When I when I use the, I mean, you can't if they're attached to your. Oh, uh, sure. Um, but if I'm using them separately, yes, because it adds just a little bit more girth bulk to yeah girth bulk to the controller i think you're right i think i think my my blue and red are, have have gray ones they're not yeah the same i'm fairly color. certain they use I'm gray not, i'm not positive i didn't i didn't put them on upside i know people some people put them on upside down or left and screwed it up and I yeah it's easy enough to fix but i've done that a, a bunch before i think it's 8281 combinations or something like that um something close to that other big news though was the uh update that came out update. uh 10.0 for the Switch firmware, uh, doing something that, honestly, I wish more systems would do. But the big deal, uh, I think, is the um, a couple of big big things, uh, is that 
um, you can swap button assignments now. You can. So this is a 10.0 switch update. Okay. You can like hard change um, um, button configurations. So Play a nice prank on Ian. <laughs> That'd be funny. You can save five different preferences. Uh, this is actually kind of nice. Um, I wish. I, I, I actually, I don't know if PlayStation Four does let you do this, but because I hop back and forth between uh, a Switch and a PlayStation Four is my two main methods of playing stuff. Mm-hmm. They both use different confirm and cancel buttons, so it gets really annoying if I'm playing like back and forth. Circles uh, cancel. I mean, I, I remember uh. it, but it, it's you know, uh, it would be nice <laughs> if it was universal. Now I can make it universal. Okay. Um, also, you also, also, okay. You can also do it on the pro controllers. Yes. Pro, okay. Uh-huh. You can do it on all the controllers. Um, you can also, uh, access, um, input games on the SD card easier. Now before there was, I don't think there was any way to, uh, if you had downloaded a game to like internal memory, there was no way to move that to the SD card. Yeah. That's silly. Dumb. Now you can. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So you want to transfer or do something weird. So it's it's stuff that I mean honestly I feel like should be basic in most firmwares, but it's nice that we finally have it. Um, it's also probably good for accessibility options for changing the yeah. buttons in certain games as well. Yep, absolutely. You can also now bookmark items in the new screen, and an option to move data between your system memory and SD card. You said that, um, so you can free up some space. You can move smaller games from your card onto the internal memory, for instance. That would make, make the most sense to me. Yes. Keep all your because the internal memory is not that much, so just put them all there in the bigger ones. Get your whatever your yeah, thirty-two cheap. gigs, I think, is what the internal is. Yeah, I, I bought a. I think it's for tiny. Black Friday, I bought the um, what what size card did I probably get? I have a one twenty-eight in there, and I got Vani a one twenty-eight too. I think two fifty-six is the one that a lot of people do. But I think I bought the two fifty-six. It was on sale. It was like those one, it, was like, it was only twenty bucks or so. Yeah, it was on sale for Black Friday, so I got that. Should, which should last a while, I guess. There. Um, I think we missed out on a, one other thing. Remap. User playings for play activity. Uh, you can delete play activity. Has moved to friend settings. Well, who cares about that? Uh, added new selections to the lineup of user profile icons. Select from six new icons from the Animal Crossing New Horizons game for your user. Woo! There you go, Ian. That's important to you. I've, I've, I've always, I've, ever since I got my, uh, my Switch, I've used Blathers as my icon. Blathers is the uh, museum curator from Animal Crossing. Blathers? Blathers. Does he blather a lot? He talks a lot. Yeah. Talks a lot. Um, an internet connection is required to view bookmarked news items. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, the other thing, we let's go back to the Joy-Con thing real quick. So the Joy-Con thing is part of you. You're buying a whole console here, not just the Joy-Cons. Um, you have a choice between the new Switch with the better battery life or the old one when you when you purchase it uh, really? from Nintendo. Yes. So if you get the let's see, if you get the 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 new Switch, you just pay you just pay the whatever it is the equivalent. Mm-hmm. If you get the old Switch, they'll give you a voucher that you can use. Um, yes. A $30 voucher for choosing the less powerful model when you buy it. So you get a choice yeah. of what you want. It's kind of nice. At this point, I mean, it really depends to me how often do you port your Switch around, like on an airplane, whether or not you want the newer one or not. I've, I've only gotten trouble on an airplane where, I mean, most airplanes nowadays have a USB charger, so you can use that USB-C if you have it. Mm-hmm. It won't keep it to date, but it'll... it'll when I was, while I was playing Breath of the Wild, um, it was draining slowly, though versus quicker 
So sure. it lasts. It, it won't keep it at homeostasis, but it'll still drain it slower. Homeostasis. But that's Breath of the Wild. I don't know what other games, how well they, they use the battery. And this is three years in. They, so maybe, maybe it's better now. Homie, don't play that. Anyway, so. All right, I, I'm, I'm jealous. Why can't we bu- do that in the U.S.? You know? I guess they, they don't want to ship them from Japan for everyone in the U.S. Maybe that's why. It would, be a, it would be a nightmare. If this was available, there would be so many people that would do this. Oh, yeah. You would stop buying them in stores. Mm-hmm. You would just buy it from, from Nintendo directly. I wonder, if the, I wonder if someone will set up an intermediary service to, to ship them over here. It's, it's probably expensive to ship from Japan, though. Middlemen make all the money. That's true. That's true. That's capitalism, Ian. Uh, arbitrage, as my friend John DeLee would say. Arbitrage system. Um, anyway, so it's Japan only for now. No word in it coming to stateside on, on the Joy-Con there. Um, yeah, I, I guess there's a lot more available right now. I mean, we, we, obviously, the shortage is here in the U.S. with a, with a certain public health crisis. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We're, we're three years into the, the, the Switch already. We're entering middle age. Starting to look at that, uh, maybe buy that Ferrari, you know, because we're not feeling gonna say, a little... It's going to buy a motorcycle. A little overcompensating. You know, we're looking to buy that, that fancy car to try to feel young again still. All right. Anything else to add? No. All right. Ian, Pat, do you want, do you want to look at this uh, Commander eighty five Kickstarter? From I did. Our I friends mean, I, at Playway. I don't really have anything to say about it, but Playway is back with another. <laughs> we love Playway. Striking from the, the from the IM Jesus, the upcoming IM Jesus, and the just released uh, drug dr- drug dealer simulator games. They have a, a swath and and ultimate fishing. fishing. Ian enjoys, right? I you do. Enjoy I enjoy that game. They they, they know their simulators. So Commander 85 is on Kickstarter right now, 24 days ago. It's not too too great, but to me, this is probably an open order sort of thing. Because um, I, I, they come up with an idea, my guess. They, they put together this little trailer that is, you know, maybe some game. Um, I think this is in develop. Like this, this is so. So basically, it's said in '85. You have your Amiga-looking computer, Commodore computer, and it's like a combination of Stranger well, Things. You have a few have friends. You're riding your bike, so and you it, you, you're, you're facing off against an AI that's trying to like take over the world or your neighborhood. They show like a nuke explosion happening, and there's there's games you can play inside the Commodore. And there's like a, you know, there's like a the walkie-talkie use with your friends straight out of the 80s. This is 85, which is perfect. Um, and it's interesting because it, it's it's co-funded by the Ministry of Culture and National Heritage of the Republic of Poland. So this is going to come out. This is fun. You know, they're funding this somehow. And, and we, we looked into the news for the I Am Jesus game before, and it looked like there was a lot of Eastern European things. This is why Ian alleged that it was maybe a Russian money laundering front, or we alleged that. <laughs> but it, it, it's just, this seems legit. It seems legit, this Commander uh, 85 game. The one thing I can say about this Commander 85 game is that they kind of nailed that living room aesthetic pretty well for the 80s. Um, what, with, the, with, the, with the carpet and yeah. the, your boombox laying there. You got your walkie-talkie. Oh, my parents never got me that walkie-talkie. It's a TRC. It's a realistic. What was the real brand of, the, of that walkie-talkie in the eighties? What was it? Was it? Oh, it there it is, Commander eighty five by Ultimate. Excuse me, Ultimate Games and uh, the Moon Walls. Uh, I like how Ultimate Games uh, logo is a fishing hook. It's a fishing hook. Yes. They're, well, they're hooking you in. 
Um, Commander 85 <laughs> is a sci-fi thriller about a seemingly ordinary birthday present that changes the lives of the main characters forever, disturbing the sleepy peace of the Chicago suburbs. However, when the military experiments get out of control and the world faces the threat of nuclear war, you won't be alone. Together with a group of friends and, and a crazy scientist, you'll have to try and end the Cold War. So it's, it's a war game sort of thing. It's, it's a combination of war games and Stranger Things. Uh, discover the secret of the Commander computers and find out the mysterious truth behind the Roswell incident. All right, so... so so they're going heavy, heavy '80s nostalgia yes. on this. When you see, like they have, they have the cork board, which a lot of us had. In, in the I mean, they're putting '85 in the title, so yes. obviously nostalgia is a big. Which is peak '80s, probably '85, because you still have the early '80s. You, you got most of what's coming, and technology didn't change that much from '85 to the end of the '80s. So they have they have the, the '80s sunglasses here. They have the they have the the old um, camera. Um, they have a Game & Watch, Ian, on the corkboard. They have a three-and-a-half floppy. Now, now, obviously, in the mid-'80s, dominance was still the five-and-a-quarter, but there were three-and-a-halves. Yeah. It just was more dominant. Uh, but Yamika did, I think, use the, 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 the three-and-a-half, so that makes sense uh, to do that. I feel like um, uh, summer 87 would have been peak 80s. That's because you had the, all the hair bands and everything by then. And, but then you don't have the, the early 80s feeling more. New Wave's dead by then. You don't have, like, the fashions from, like, Flash dance of Dido. Actually, maybe, like maybe it was 85. I'm trying to think of... Lost Boys was released in 87. Back to the Future was 85. But I, th- but I think Lost Boys was filmed late 85 or summer of 86. I like 85. And it's as, a very quintessential 80s. Oh, by the way, they have the rotary tel- telephone. They have, they, have a, they have a VHS tape. They have the Walkman there. Mm. Uh, they, they have your LCD watch, which... Now a lot of the old ones are worth money. I saw from like the seventies, like the original ones from the seventies. Nice. They have they have an audio cassette, et cetera, et cetera. I like eighty five, Ian. This is why. Hit me. Eighty five. I'm on a base of totally on video games. The, the the market was still dead before the NES came out, but you still had people going to arcades in eighty five. It was this sort of like in between time in the mid eighties before the, the the timeline started to shift again into differences right there. And people had computers in eighty five. But it was still like the old school computer experience. Not a lot of people had modems yet. Not a lot of people even had color monitors yet. It was this. It was like that. The last of the old tech before it shifted. That's why I like eighty five, eighty four to eighty six. That's like. And by eighty five, disco was dead. But you still have people that experienced disco a few years before. By late eighties, disco was like might as well been a different generation. That was my. That's my opinion. Eighty five. It's true about the disco thing more so than almost any other music. Disco. The, the the vitriolic backlash to the popularity of disco made disco seem 50 years old when in fact it was, it was maybe 10 years old. It was dead by the early 80s, but people were still going to discos in the early 80s. It, yeah. was, it was like, you know, it was still popular up until the late 70s. Yeah. You know, so not that I was around for it. I'm not, I'm not a disco. I was going to, what was it? Studio 54. Mm-hmm. But people were still going to Studio 54, probably like 81, probably, you know, 82. And then house big... music came out and disco got its revenge. Oh, I like disco music. Anyway, all right. All right so this is um, disco. Don't suck. This is not a lot of money for this Kickstarter. You get the white hat early bird for twenty Canadian, which is fifteen uh, US. Why is it in Canadian? I'm not sure. It's out of Poland. Um, it's probably Polish. Um, no, it says CA twenty bucks. So maybe that's the big the, the oh. equivalent. I don't know. So it's like a fifteen dollar game. There you go. Yeah. Oh, check it out. I don't know. I, I think it's. I think this 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 company is interesting. Well, it's interesting because now we know there's multiple, de- a lot of different developers working on these games. But the aesthetic, they're all in the same universe. They're all in the same cinematic uh, or, or computer universe. How all these games look exactly the same in terms of their modeling and they're trying to go, you know, like 
kind of realistic, you know, but not ultra realistic. But they passed, but they're modern day games. Yep. So, did you have an Amiga, Ian, or a Commodore? No. Computer? Mm-mm. I didn't have that there. Apple II was oh. what I grew up with. Stretch goals. Here we go. Uh, additional data nets to hack. You try to hack off of, off of BBSs in this as well. That's Ooh, part of the game. That would be fun. Use war dialing technique to scan for 10 or more uh, bulletin board systems and crack them to uncover the secrets. Additional games for your C85, they're calling it. Uh, the Commander 85 Play Classics, inspired by Arkanoid, Miss Command, and Duck Hunt. That's at 11,000 Canadian they reach. Additional VHS movies to watch at 14,000. Readable books. Additional language versions. A comic book cut style scenes and the VR mode for thirty five thousand Canadian if they reach that. There you go. So, well, good luck. There you go. I think it, I, I think they're doing something interesting. Maybe they're going to come out with an official Game and Watch version. The Game and Watch label says game, and then the bottom it's reverse and just says game. So it's game 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 game. It's game game with the same font. So, so Nintendo doesn't sue them. All right. Uh, Ian, we have a Patreon. We do. Go to patreon.com slash podcast. And what do you, what do you, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you get there? Oh. For your nuggets. You get the uh, full, full podcast, full, full vi- video podcast. Well, yes, we, as we s- s- ramble and stumble through our transitions. I do uh, a monthly hangout, mm-hmm. which uh, we'll be rescheduling for this week because I was in too much pain to do it on Sunday. Uh, I do some writing. Uh, Got to do one this week. Wrote about pizza snacks last week. I've been enjoying your pandemic writing. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Excited. My friend Tom sent us uh, some shelf-stable pizza, Um, so I'm excited to try that. Did you you receive it? Yeah. Did you bring any for me? No. No. I didn't bring you any shelf-stable pizza. Uh, So it'll be interesting to try that, see if that can make the list of great pizza snacks and MRE. Uh, Oh, and we do a poll... Yes, we do. What do we got? In third place, and it's patreon.com slash so podcast again. In third place, does Resident Evil 4 need a remake? 23%. We might pull an audible on that later. We'll see. In second place, wow, we kind of covered th- that. Nintendo allowing Japanese gamers to customize their Joy-Con colors, 32%. Well, to our credit, we, the firmware thing came out as well, so we bundled it. It was a bundle topic. Yeah. There. And in first place, Hallelujah. Will we ever see another major console that is not Nintendo slash Sony slash Microsoft? 45%. Ian, what do you think? Will we ever see another major console not from the big three? No, I don't think we will. Um, there was once a point in time, maybe... I just feel like the market holds about three modern consoles. Uh, three consoles, major consoles. And I feel like the only way that we would see another major player enter the game from another company would be if one of the big three right now, Microsoft, Nintendo, or uh, Sony, were to falter or leave the market. And someone would just come in and replace them. So, you someone, would co- so someone would come in and replace them. You'd still uh, have... Yeah, exactly. Um, the way I look at it, you've got your Sony and your Microsoft are your two flavors of the... You know, the basically it's the TGIFs same versus uh, Chillahans. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, right, exactly. Fucking Bennigan's versus Bennigan's versus TGIF. That's probably the be- better analogy. But there's a chain restaurants that have ninety percent the same food to eat. 
Right, exactly. Um, they're the big ones. They're the systems that, at least as of right now and, and, and fairly recently, have always had the, the most power. That's where you're going to see your big AAA games. Uh, and then Nintendo... Well, they is, have their exclusives. Yeah, they do. They're, they're exclusives, too. But that's like, the, you know, I can get my Oreo Madness at TGI Fridays. They don't have that at at uh, Bennigan's. But you know what Bennigan's has? They have the cheese wheel burger. Mm. So, you know, it's like, we're a, we're, how do I want to die? Dessert or main course? But all of them are going to have French fries, mott sticks. They're all going to have your nachos. So you get the same experience. Now I'm hungry, damn it. Um, and then Nintendo kind of exists on its own. They have all of their uh, their first-party titles. Um, you know, so if... Well, Nintendo, Nintendo is interesting because I can't think of another industry where you have one company that's been is so old and it's been around forever... And it sort of worked its way through time, going with ebbs and flows, and now it's solidified for the last uh, forty years that we are now a video game company. But they were a toy company, entertainment sure. company for forever. If if Nintendo disappeared, they would just disappear. We're not going to immediately get another, uh, you know, video game company that's putting out. Nintendo stuff. would have to be bought out by like Disney would probably buy them out. Right, someone would that, buy out. That would be it. But if Nintendo. they just disappeared, you're not going to magically have another developer of that caliber. No, so it would literally come back with someone else running it. That said, if yeah. Microsoft were to leave, you know, there is the possibility that so, like someone or or Sony left, someone would come in and go, "Hey, this is a big thing. There's always going to be room for one competitor in a big thing. We can do this better than them." Sure, unless they saw the writing was on the wall. Right. Well, and that's yeah. where I'm going. The problem now is uh, that 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 further compounds the problem is um, now if. Microsoft or Sony stopped doing it. I don't know necessarily think that you would have someone else jump in because I, 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 I think, as we've talked about before, I think consoles are trying to find a way to end, but they, they, they can't. Well, Microsoft's basically announcing it. Yeah. Like that, Microsoft probably wants to get into a position where they don't have to gamble so much on developing new consoles every every few years and upgrading. There's a lot of risk with with all that hardware manufacturing. When the computer can can run the same games, just like we said, sell the software on the computer. Right. It's safer to do that. It it just is. And yeah, you're gonna have some people that always want a console, but Microsoft's already basically said we don't care. They basically have said that. Yeah, we don't care how you play our games as long as you play our games. Yeah, play our games. What you play them on is unimportant to us. Sure. And Nintendo now has also though the reason why they they are they've covered their niche as the handheld sort of company as well since the Game Boy for the past 30 years. So they've, they've also have, has a, they've had the secondary attack of, yes, we have all our first party uh, titles, we have our unique controller schemes, and we do the weird thing, but we're also the handhelds uh, company right. as well. You can, make, you can make the argument going back to the Game & Watch. So you make an argument for 40 years they've been making that case uh, for that. But that handhelds? That they're the handheld, handheld yeah. the main handheld company. Um, so they have that advantage as well. I think it's interesting when you brought out the, the market numbers. Now there's more probably console gamers than ever, and you said it can support three. I was trying to think, what at what point in time was the most amount of consoles? Was it either the video game crash, 82 or 83, when there was like five, uh, or even maybe six potentially major ones? Or was it like the mid-90s when you had, if you count CDI, 3DO, Jaguar, Saturn, Genesis was still being supported, uh, 
Super Nintendo, N64 was just coming out. You like seven major ones. Uh, uh, if you want to count uh, Neo Geo was being supported still. Yeah, and it's absolutely no wonder. Am that... I missing any? The major ones, about eight that were being supported still? Like, we'll say 95, 96? Yeah, I'd say that's probably about all. I think Not even counting Virtual Boy. That You can count those. That was a major release. Virtual Boy. But Game that was Boy. dead by within a year. Game, not, not even counting handheld. That's like eight. Right. That was probably the most, right? That mid-90s? Yeah. I'm not even counting 32X. You can, that's a, its own platform. But even, I mean, even uh, then, Sega that, CD. That, seemed, that seemed crazy. That was like 10. If you, I wanna, you can count Sega CD. That was its own thing. Especially because so. Nintendo and Sega at that point in time were kind of like how Sony and Microsoft are now in that they're both, they were both offering similar similar things not not so much as 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 microsoft and sony are now but nintendo hadn't kind of become its own thing yet i guess is what i'm trying to say um it was brought closer to, together with the super nintendo because the right. genesis got the third party support that the mass system didn't hear um, but yeah yeah i want to say you had 10 platforms supported in the mid 90s as far as the and uh, playstation um i don't know a lot about the original xbox and how it came to be um, I know it's a fairly interesting story, some of the stuff I've read, but I honestly think one of the main reasons that system was released and managed to be successful um, was because Nintendo had faltered the prior generation with the N64. Sure. And uh, so that goes back to what I was saying initially. Someone would have to leave or have their 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 share of the market be diminished in such a way to make them seem like a different company or or that there's a spot sure. for it. Yeah, Nintendo, though, is so special in that they have such a wide array now of first-party properties that y- you can make the case, plus they have so much money in the bank from that that we always talk about they're going to be, they'll be, they'll be here for another 100 years. Sure. They have way too much money uh, to operate. They're, they're profitable, they're smart, they don't take, take huge risks. Their hardware doesn't cost that much compared to the competitors uh, to put out. Uh, but they, you can make the case that even if they retracted to only first-party games, they'd be able to survive. At this and, point, yes. F- for the end of time, at, they could survive. At this point, I I, I believe that they have the almost case. all the genre major genres covered. They yeah. got the fighting games, racing games, RPGs, obviously platformers. They got Splatoon as a shooter. They can make another one. They have enough Metroid Prime. They have enough going on that they could release a game from each of their. They don't, and they ignore some like 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 F Zero and Star Fox has to come back, so that they could come out with a game every year, one of their major IPs, and keep it going, and just or, or two or three year from the major IPs, Kirby games, and they could just every seven years cycle out and do it again, just upon probably thirty other IPs, they could do that. Yeah. So they're set. I'm not, you know. And you couldn't do that potentially with. I'm trying to think if, if Sony can get away with, you know, they do Uncharted and they and they, and they do God of no, War. No, they they're at, they absolutely couldn't. There's yeah, not I mean, enough. No, there's there's not nearly nearly enough. Um, and that's, I mean, I, I I I like Sony's systems. I've liked Microsoft systems. I like Nintendo systems. But no other company could. Even Nintendo would struggle if their system was only first-party releases, but they could do it. They could get away with it. They they they, they could get away with it. Um, Sony and Microsoft don't have enough first-party titles. Microsoft may, I mean, get there. They did just buy a bunch of uh, um, developers, indie studios, studios. But I mean, I would have to actually look at it. And that uh, could be all exclusive, though. Too, I, yeah. I feel like Sony's made its entire. I mean, Sony truly made their business on being able to successfully court 
third-party developers, not so much on on their own software. So always about the remember for remember a console sells on the software, not the controllers. Right, it's the software. What's the killer app? So the the latest attempt before the current Intellivision console was the Ouya, the most famous one. And going back to the Ouya, um, that was let's see, that was two thousand was it thirteen to fifteen? It lasted two years of support before it got bought out and it was dropped. The Ouya was considered, I guess, a successful launch, and that had we, 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 I couldn't find the data of how many sold after it was at retail. I'm guessing not many sold at retail, but it had sixty three thousand backers. Okay, yeah, and what I was reading said that it was like fifty eight thousand uh, actual console units moved at launch, or uh, that was that was what they said sold around launch time. And I'll, I'll assume they sold some at retail, but I can't picture this as selling, selling at retail. A product like this, most of the people know about it through the Kickstarter and through, and through the media, uh, the you know games media. So, but I'll, I'll even say maybe they sold seventy five thousand of these. Sure. Being generous. Even if you're really uh, generous and say 100,000, it's still a failure. It's still a failure because it's only supported for two years. And reading up, the the highest selling game on this console only did 7,000 units. Yeah. That is horrific. Yeah. It's crazy. That's bad. Um, obviously, you need a console to have a support of third-party developers, but if they're only going to be selling 7,000 copies, they might as well not even make the game. At that point, yep. most of the time you're not going to make you're not going to break even if it's a worthwhile endeavor. And again, that was a, a console that cost a hundred dollars only, the yeah. Ouya, and it couldn't find support after two years. I just so don't... there was no, and that was again. This was uh, not, not to downplay. There's a lot of people that thought this could be this could be. Uh, there was a chance at this. I thought it was a neat idea, but as time goes on. M- you know, even back in 2013, not everyone had smartphones. Well, I guess they were getting there. They were getting there. By but um, as time goes on, you know, we have more and more stuff around that plays these little games. Phones. Our phones, browsers, you know, things like that. Um, and then at home, you have other stuff to play. I, I just think, so you would, I, I, I do truly feel that, like, yeah, I, there's there's no room for it. Both in terms of the there's no reason for there to be another system right now that has that could support AAA games, and we don't need a system uh, at, at a lower end to play mobile quality games. No, um, it's it's also I think it's also about um, time balance and how much time you have to play different things. Sure, sure. There's some people that might own both an Xbox and you know PlayStation console. I would think they were in the low minority because how many people would have the time to to go back and forth between those two consoles versus just being satisfied with one or the other? I feel like a lot of, you know, quote-unquote gamers, a lot of modern gamers end up with both of them because they got into that habit of buying every console. There are some that buy every console? Yeah, but I, I, think, I, but I think, think a lot of people but, can... But so I, even... I think as time goes on, especially after this generation, I think a lot of people next generation will take a hard look at one of those two and be like, I'm good with a Nintendo system and one of the others, not both. I'd be surprised if, if many people could afford to, to support two, two of the, the main consoles, when they, especially when they both come out, because you're investing almost $1,000 before the games if you buy sure. both. Most consumers can't do that. If you have a good job, Sure. Uh, and obviously, yes. So you think it'd be Nintendo plus one of the others is the most common, yes. or just I always just say just one. Either just you still have the people that say Nintendo is a kitty console, 
Uh, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. The games are fun. Animal Crossing is doing Game Busters. Everyone's playing it. There's room for everything. There's room for that and shooting. Guy fucking Fieri posted about Animal Crossing. There's, there's room for games like Animal Crossing and, as Frank would say, run around the corner and shoot a guy in the head. There's room for all these gaming experiences. Right. We're not going to steal your AAA games by making Animal Crossing. Like there's, they're not going away. There's enough consumers out there in, in the marketplace there. So anyway, so I wanted to bring the Ouya up just because that was the last gasp at a the last another, try at a console, uh, and th- that came out and was actually supported for two years. I was surprised it was supported for for that amount of time. Then they just basically shut the servers off. Uh, not a huge amount after that, then you couldn't play the games anymore on there if you had it. Um, and that was again that was a success. It, people they had exclusive developers for it, and it still f- fell flat on its face. People realized, what did I buy? Why am I playing this versus I guess my, you know. Xbox One came out yeah. soon after that, or my PS4. So that was during the Wii U days too. The weird, the weird in between three, four years where Nintendo was sort of like, oh, we were we're selling 3DSs and Amiibo. <sighs> That's how we're getting by for a few years, while everyone realizes the Amiibo, uh, excuse me, the, the Wii U was a a misstep, not a giant misstep like the Virtual Boy, but a misstep enough that you know, yeah, weird weird console in Nintendo history. There, All right, um. You want to talk about the Resident Evil 4 remake? No. You're done? I'm you done. got through it? Yeah. Oh, my poor Ian. I'm good. I'm good. Are you supposed to give me one of those pizzas? Not that I'm aware of, no. You sure? It's not like the Bloodsport shirt thing? Okay. Yeah. Three just, years later, you give me a pizza? Just saying we got some shelf-stable pizza. I wrote about pizza, so I was thinking about shelf-stable pizza. Uh, what do I have that's shelf- shelf-stable? I got beans uh, in cans, and I have ramen. I have a pack of 24 ramen that could probably last me a year of eating if it was an emergency because each one of those is pretty dense. <sighs> each one of those is like three meals. They're fucking delicious, too. I love it. I've cut carbs, though. I, I I love pasta, but my body just turns it right to fat when I eat pasta. Not I, good growing up as an Italian. Me and my sister talked about this. When you're eating pasta twice a week as a kid and that's what like your death you know your death uh, ingredient is or, or death pyramid uh, content and was uh, carbs and me don't agree with each other. We don't. I've gained weight on this uh, this lockdown. I've I've rediscovered my love of carbs. It's miserable enough being no. on lockdown. Can't that do it. I. Uh, I mean, I'm not like I'm not like slamming them down, but just like. What are you eating? That's carb filled. Oh, just tortillas and shit here and there. I can't I, do it anymore. I've. Uh, I ordered the well the double wrap, grande one from. Cotillas is gigantic. It's like three breakfast burritos. It's taking me like five days to eat that thing. I'm cutting slices, slices off. off. Like, like, like it's like, cake. Yeah, I was going to say, or like it's like one of those big fucking like novelty subs that, you know, people would bring it's in. It's this big. Lunch. Yeah. It's, it's gigantic. The reason I like that one, because their other one, normal ones don't have the potatoes. And I like a good potato. Oh, potatoes and a breakfast burrito are stellar. But um, I've been now picking out, uh, picking out, picking out the, the potatoes. I can't do it. Um, I, I ordered, I've been, I've been eating quote unquote cleaner the past now. I'd say two months. I've lost about eight to ten pounds. Probably like eight pounds, nine pounds by cutting most of my carbs. The issue is now, Yoshi, our, our pal Yoshi, warned me is that your body's going to change. You will not be able to eat those other foods again. I'm like, oh, whatever. Now, well, I try to eat the nachos. I could usually eat half the nachos off of like the big order. I couldn't eat a quarter of them. I was, I was like disgusted by them. My, my, my taste buds have started to turn and the, my body doesn't, is rejecting the grease, not like that as going one, out one side and out the other. My my stomach's just like, no, this is no good. We, we, it's unappetizing. When I'm eating it, it's, it's just I turned. still find that stuff appetizing, but I just can't eat nearly as much of it's it. It's turned. And then for the for the breakfast burrito, 
I want. I felt like I was going to die. I took like three bites, and I was just like, "This doesn't taste the same to me. Something's happened." And I, and obviously, it, it's the weird. This is why nature sucks. Is because we know yes, everything that most of the things that are good for you don't taste good, but everything that's bad for you tastes good, just about. And and and, and that's where I'm at now, where it's like I want to still eat some of these things or be able to, but that's it's it's, it's, it's gonna, it might be a sacrifice. Fats and salts are delicious. But the Atkins chocolates are fantastic. I recommend them. They're a little pricey, but they get the job done. The peanut butter cups, they have the sweet and salty dark chocolate bites now. I don't think I told you about those. Ooh, delicious. No. That'd be, that sounds good. Um, and I've replaced all my sweet tooth things with these Atkins things, and it, it's been it's been better. So, and, and I've been eating like oranges during this, and my new snack is sliced bananas and peanut butter. It's a nice, nice healthy that's snack. That's delicious. And, and, and that's like almost guilty, but no, it's good. It's protein. You get the potassium in there. And that's how I've been getting by. And that I, I have been exercising at home. I have resistance bands. Um, and the heavy bag, I still have to uh, hang for cardio there. So get yourself some resistance bands. Once, you, once your shoulders feel better. Get yourself some product. Yeah, get yourself. Well, you can do some CU Podcast resistance bands. We can market like that. I, I have an idea for a CU Podcast product that I still discuss with Ian. And I'm 50% confident he won't reject it outright. Mm. It, I'm, it's very... It's very touch and go, this idea I have here. So, well, that's our podcast. That's the podcast. It was decent. It was all right. We made it. We made it through. I'm going to go scream now. Go scream. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back in a week. Stay safe out there. Wear a bandana or a surgical mask if you go out food shopping. Bring some antibacterial. I can out from the supermarket. I keep one in my car, a pump, and I get it on my hands there. And it's good. Be cool to people. Be cool to people. All right. Bye. Bye.